0: because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Eckert and I'm from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and sharing different techniques and tips and practices to help you lower the stress in your life. And I love bringing on guests to share their knowledge. And today I've got Dr. Lisa Petty, who earned her doctorate researching what gets in the way of midlife women taking care of their well-being. And as a midlife mentor, she now helps women navigate the big question in midlife, like who am I now and what's next for me? And her new book is called Forget About Having It All, The Midlife Woman's Guide to Creating the Life You Want. Pretty exciting. So welcome, Dr. Lisa.
1: Hi, thank you so much for inviting me for this chat today.
0: Now what inspired you to start helping midlife women?
1: So what we didn't discuss in my bio there is that I have actually worked as a holistic nutritionist for probably uh close to, well, it was 20 years before I decided that I wanted to make a change. And I'll explain why that happened. I was working with women exclusively, which I do, because I know women, I don't have to think too hard about their experiences and what's happening in their bodies and all that sort of thing. And I started to notice as women got further into midlife, that they weren't following through on some of the things that they said they wanted to do. So let's say, for example, they wanted to release weight, or they wanted to improve their mood or improve their sleep or whatever, and we create this plan of steps they were willing to take and that sort of thing and they would agree to the plan and go away and come back to me a week or so later and I'd say so how'd you do and they'd say yeah I didn't do it and I said okay well let's try again next time we got together I was like so how'd you do and they would like yeah I didn't do it and so I started to think oh my gosh what's happening here like I'm I've lost the ability to help people I can't inspire them anymore something crazy go- I need I've got skills gaps, something's not working. And at the same time that this was happening, my wee baby was looking at university brochures. And I could see the writing on the wall, right? I could see my future. And the walls were empty, like, (laughs) it was just me in the house. Uh, My second child was about to leave home. And so I thought, okay, I can feel this space opening up for myself. And I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm a little bit worried about who I'm going to be what that means for me when I'm not focused on motherhood so much parallel with this noticing that something had shifted in my professional experience and maybe this was my opportunity to do something to learn something to expand and grow so I decided to go back to school I was uh, in my late 40s and I decided first of all to get my master's degree and that was in relation to the relationship that women have with eating. So it was a big, big sort of topic. It wasn't about dieting. It was about eating. And then the research bug bit and I decided to to get my doctorate and I made the question bigger. And the bigger question was, how do women experience self-care and well-being and what gets in the way of women taking care of their well-being? So as you can imagine, I opened a big can of worms, right? And uh, I ended up getting my doctorate. And some of the findings from that doctorate, I'm sure we're going to talk about today. But sort of the big one was that women are so plugged into what other people want and the expectations of other people on them, on who they are, how they be, what they do, that women, by the time we get to midlife, we have no sense of who we are anymore. So a uh, huge jump off point for conversation today.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, like even just reading the first part of your book, forget about having it all. It almost gives you that fear of missing out. But then what is all?
1: <laughs> right? And so, So it's interesting. Years ago, Oprah famously said, We can have it all, but we can't have it all at the same time. And I held that belief for the longest time. And it wasn't until I really got into the question that I realized, well, wait a minute. Who says I have to have it all anyway? Who made that rule, right? And where along the way did anyone ask me what I wanted? When did I ask me what I wanted? So the idea of you can have it all, it was offered to us like a gift. Here, have it all. Well, no one told us, A, that having it all means doing it all. No one told us that. And the other thing that no one explained to us, because we had no mentors for this, anybody whose who's, uh, generation acts late b- boomer, early millennial knows that we got no instruction. We got no guidance or mentorship, right? It was just here, have it all. And it was only in hindsight that we can turn around and go, oh, wait a minute, that was meant to be a buffet. We were meant to walk down the table and choose what we wanted. That's what the freedom was, right? The freedom was to put on our plate what we wanted, not put everything on our plates, even if we didn't like the taste of it, or were allergic to it, or really had no desire to eat it. Um, And so yes so it became this obligation having it all became an obligation it no longer was um, what perhaps it originally was designed as was this opportunity to spread our wings
0: and that's really important i mean i know when i was younger too it was you know your super mom and super this and super that and now that you know as we get older you know as you said the kids are leaving they've got their own lives So if you're going to put it into the buffet table, it's almost like a whole section has been removed. And what do you replace it with? Do you just spread it further or do you add more things to it? Now, how do you help women figure out how to have it all and what having it all means to us?
1: Well, first of all, I want to scrap that idea of how to have it all. Like the second (laughs) part of the title of my book is Create the Life You Want, and that's where I think the real power is. As you said, things have been removed from the buffet table for us, whether women had children or not, whether uh, they, uh, the kids have left home or not, your children are definitely more independent than they were before, right, if your children are still living at home with you. Um, So there is space now. And it's really important not to dive back into everything that's on that buffet table without stepping back and looking at, well what is it I'd like to taste? What is it I'd like to sample? And is what I really want even on this table? Because we get we get trapped in everybody else's expectations of what life is supposed to be that we don't tune into that little voice inside us that's saying I'm here. This is what we're going to do. This is what we want to create. And I think that that uh, when we get to that time this time in our lives, we need to take opportunity, make space, take time, slow down. And going back to your question, the first the first step in that is to become aware of everybody else's expectations and how we bought into them right? How we internalize everybody else's expectations of us. And it happens slowly. You know, it's like water dripping, causing as much erosion over time as an explosion, right? And and we take it all in and we need to become aware of all of that social messaging, not just the habit all. There's a lot of social messaging on women about what women are supposed to look like, what we're supposed to act like, uh, what we're supposed to want. Uh, so we so we look at that social messaging, and then we also need to look at what's going on here because when we get to this point in our lives, we've taken on a lot of beliefs that aren't even ours, possibly, or uh, beliefs that served us years ago, and maybe they don't serve us anymore. And so we have to look at that because those beliefs are going to keep you stuck. You can say, I want to change this and I want to change that. But if you have a belief that women are supposed to be demure and self-sacrificing, and what you really want to do is kick ass in corporate or become a mountain climber or something like that, you can't be a demure mountain climber. So it's really important to take an inventory of your beliefs. Really, really look at what has been sort of the map that you've been following because it can be very limiting right and uh so so we want to get into that so the first phase of sort of becoming who you are first of all you have to figure out who you are um and there are ways to do that too i mean uh, it's not as if you know dropped off in a field and left alone there's a lot of clues about who you are and if someone is listening going yeah you know one thing that you can do is is go back in time in your memory about who you were when you were five. Before everybody told you who you were, right? How, what was your personality? What did you think about? What did you talk about? And some people don't remember five, then make it six or seven, right? Before the world took took you out of you what were you like? What did you want? What did you want to create? And if you don't remember, then get into that childlike energy, right? And think about, well, if I didn't know any better, if I thought anything were possible, what would I want? Right? And it, and it doesn't mean what I want in terms of things. but and in order to bring anything into the world, we have to have certain traits. So what traits? What traits are they? What traits are they? that the ideal version of you has. Because I promise you, if you imagine them, they're in you. Yeah. Right?
0: And I find too that when you are living under someone else's beliefs, it's very stressful because you're going against your own grain. Yes. And I mean, whether it's someone that wants, and the thing is what I always found too, is if someone else has got their beliefs in your head, It's for their benefit. (laughs)
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. And you know that that's true when you decide to make a change in your life and you get pushback from the people around you and it's not because they you know they'll say things like oh that's not going to work for you you've tried stuff like that before it's never going to work what's going to make this thing different this time even even people do that when a woman has decided that she wants to get in shape right there's all of this oh what's going to make this time different and people do that so that you stay the same because they know that if you're capable of change A, you might decide, hmm, I want different things in my life. But also, if you're capable of change, then they know they are capable of change, and that scares them because they're not ready. And so what do they do is is they sort of put remind you of your failures, and they remind you of the things you tried before that didn't work, and they remind you or bring up limitations that don't even resonate with you because you're like, what? I'm not a quitter, you know, or whatever it might be, right? The the people, your relationships can be that wet blanket that zaps your excitement about a new idea or your will if you let them, which is why it's really important to have that firm sense of who you are, your preferred state of being, meaning how do you want to be in your body, and then use that as your North Star once you find who, who you want to be in your body. And then every decision you make becomes super, super easy because if you use your North Star, your state of being as the ultimate decision maker, then the choices that you make either align with your North Star or they don't. And no more sitting around thinking, should I do this or not? It's either does it support you or doesn't it support you? And if it doesn't support you, meaning some of these relationships that we have, then you have choices, right? You can, you, Strengthen your your boundary um, rules or, you know, practice getting better at blocking other people's energy. Um, Extricating yourself from relationships that no no longer serve you. This is one of the freedoms at midlife, right? We don't have to. Nobody says you must do this, right? And um, so I, I just want to say, because this just came into my head. That one of the things that came from my research as well is that some women felt as if they needed permission from something outside of themselves in order to do things differently. So if anybody's listening right now going, Oh, I have so many things that I want to try or do or shift, or I don't know who I am, but I'm concerned my relationships are going to change, whatever. If you feel like you need permission to move forward, I hereby, by the authority granted in me this day, <laughs> give you permission to be who you are and live whatever purpose is next for you. And so I hope that helps people to know that yes, you do have permission. In fact, I'm counting on it and I'll tell you why. Because I have this vision that when women are being honest and standing in their truth and living according to why they came here, because I, I believe we all have a purpose uh, for being here, And the big one is be who you are. And when we're, we are standing in that truth, I think we have the power to change the world. And if people are listening and they're like, yeah, the world needs some changing. All you need to do is find out your, who you are and just be her. So, um, so yeah, I do have a vested interest in everybody listening. You know, finding the courage to do things a little bit different because you know who who doesn't think the world needs some help right now.
0: Just a quick break because I need to share this with you. In the past, I had a lot of pain in my shoulder, my knees, my ankle, and I didn't know it's from my background of playing baseball. I used to be a carpenter, from driving, and even working on my computer. I tried everything and still I'd be on the couch with my heating pad in pain. Well lately a friend introduced me to a new product called swish Things changed for me. I'm not kidding you within days no pain and now I've been taking it for a few months and what a difference. swish is all about glutathione. I didn't even know what glutathione was. Well you know what I sure do now. If you are experiencing pain especially nerve damage I encourage you to take a look. You can find out more in the show notes or go to www.therelaxationlounge.info. And there's a tab above that says pain. Back to the show. And now for someone that is wanting to make these changes, how do they seek support? Because it's not easy to do. And as you mentioned, too, like you're going to be setting up new boundaries and sometimes boundaries are not the easiest to put into place, especially if you haven't done it in a while.
1: Right, for sure. Well, I think that one of the values for women, um, and it's something that we underestimate the importance of, it, it's it's community and relationship. But we want to make sure that the community that we are participating in is one that supports us on our next mission, Right we don't need to be around the people who are telling us how difficult it's going to be. And are you sure you're, what's going to make it different this time? No, you want a cheering section that says, yay, look at you go. And how can I support you? Right? So you have a community um, that that's very supportive. I have one as well on Facebook. It's called midlife alchemy. And in there, um, you know, is it, it's all about finding the courage and, little tricks and steps and and congratulating and supporting each other. That's what women need and that's what we're really, really good at. But again, you know, part of the problem with all of this social messaging is that we have been um, programmed to be independent and to be lone wolves and to think we had to be, as you said earlier, super mom. Well all that leaves is super exhaustion and Super misery, right? Like
0: burnout and frustration burn out
1: and, and get sick if you don't eventually tune in and pay attention yeah. and do something about it. Because here's the other thing. And this this might poke somebody in the fields, but we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And we cannot if we if we really truthfully want things to change, we have to let go of that victim mentality or that victim belief that I don't have a choice. Or, but you don't understand how hard it is for me. Or insert your excuse here, right? And we all, we all, I just journaled the other day about where I noticed that I have a victim belief. So we all have it. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying that if you want to move beyond it, be honest with yourself, right? And, and acknowledge where you have allowed yourself to be a victim of your circumstances because we always do have a choice sometimes the two choices aren't great right and you choose the the least unpleasant one but we always have a choice let's let's stamp out that that concept that um you don't understand me or things are different for me because guess what everybody's got a story right
0: yeah and i love that you've got that facebook group because i mean it's nice to have a group of women together doing the same thing creating the same change in their lives, and in turn, supporting each other, which is really nice.
1: It And it's new. I mean, you know, trying to get women to understand, no, this is a safe space. Right? You can't say a crazy thing in here. If you tell me that you want to fly to the moon, I'll be like, whoa, okay, how do we figure that out? (laughs) Right? Like, there nothing, and so this is part of the challenge. You know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the process of, you know, finding out who I am and what I want. So the first thing we have to do is take away. We take away all the everything that's outside of ourselves, right? The next step is to tune in, and and to figure out our own um, path. We need to tune into our own inner wisdom. We need to embrace our intuition. And for the last 40 years, women have been told, oh, stop being so emotional. You need to be logical to succeed. Well, that's crap. Our wisdom is in our emotions and in our bodies. We don't want to get stuck in the emotions, but the emotions are the way that our body tells us, first of all, a boundary has been crossed, right? When it tells us that um, maybe we shouldn't walk down that dark alley. Maybe we shouldn't give that guy our phone number. It, our intuition and our emotions are really important messengers Messengers that we've been told, oh, that's not important. Logic is king. And we need to let go of all that, right? And learn, again, how to tune in and to connect with our creative energy, which is, again, it's not in here. Um, because um, as I write about in my book, you can only imagine whatever has been in your own experience if that's the limitation you put on yourself, right? So if you think about what you want in your life, it, we're we're sort of trapped in what we've already seen. So in order to get outside of well, what is truly possible, we have to get outside of what are the limitations that our brains have put on us. And again, the only way to do that is to, first of all, Break down those expectations, but also have faith and trust that um, what it is we want to create will come to us if we take if we we take down those restrictions. If that, does that make sense? I know I kind yeah. of went on a mind walk there, but um, in my book I talk about the reticular activating system in our brains. And um, you know, when we talk about stress, this is one of the challenges that we have because um your brain. Uh, filters data constantly, right? 10,000 bits of data at any one time. And it's overwhelming. And in order to protect your nervous system, your brain says, Okay, no, I can like seven things, I'm going to let you have seven things right now. And that's how much light is in the room. And where's the cat and um, what noise is going on, right? Because otherwise, it's too much for your nervous system, you're going to go, you're going to go insane. The other thing that happens is your brain likes Things that are familiar because anything that is unfamiliar triggers the nervous system to potentially have a stress reaction. So that's why when we're given a new opportunity that we never considered before, we might have a like, you know, heart palpitations and break out in the cold sweats. It's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's just your nervous system is like, whoa, this is brand new information for me. I don't know. But your brain tries to protect you from that reaction by not showing you those things. So a really good example of that is if you've decided that you want to buy a blue Toyota Corolla and you're on the road, all you're going to see is blue Toyota Corollas, right? (laughs) You're not going to see the Jeeps and the brand new model Ford or whatever. You're just going to see that one car because your brain is trained to say, see, you're right. That's the right car for you because, look, everybody's got that car. So, again, we need to get outside of that. Limited way of being as well.
0: Yeah, so true. So we're going to start wrapping this up. So amazing information, and I love that. As I said, I love that you support women with your Facebook group. So, what words of wisdom would you like to leave with the audience today?
1: Forget about having it all. <laughs> I mean, number one, number one. Take this opportunity if you've noticed that your life is changing. If you've, if you've started to think, oh my gosh, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I'm looking towards hopefully 30, 40, 50 more years out into my future and I'm bored. Like I've done all the things. I've picked all the boxes. It's really take this opportunity to tune in. Tune out everything else around you. Tune into your own inner wisdom about what it is that really makes you feel good. Find your preferred state of being. Find your North Star. And once you've done that, that's the work part. Then the fun part is to go out and create whatever aligns with that North Star for you. So I hope that's helpful.
0: That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Great information. Yeah, anywhere you're going to be listening or watching this interview, I will put Lisa's information and Please, if you have any questions, reach out to her. So thank you so much again, Lisa. That was awesome.
1: Super. Thanks again. Have a lovely day.
0: Well, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.